Support for this podcast comes from Davis Malm. If you're a buyer, seller, investor, or lender, Davis Malm attorneys know each deal has unique needs and requirements. Building client relationships one transaction at a time. More at davismalm.com. D-A-V-I-S-M-A-L-M dot com. WBUR Podcasts. Boston. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and you're listening to The Common. WBUR Education Reporting Fellow, Emily Piper Valillo, welcome to The Common. Thanks for having me, Daryl. Yes, yes, thanks for being here. Your first time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, Emily, you've been covering Head Start, which is a federal program that offers early education and care programs for children under five, as well as services for low-income families. And in particular, you've been covering how Head Start has been struggling to serve these kids who need it in Massachusetts, including here in Boston. So tell us, how big is the need for these services and what's the problem right now? Yeah, so Head Start is a critical program for low-income kids in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, Head Start serves roughly 11,000 children. And right now, there are a lot of other kids who qualify for these services, but they're stuck on wait lists. In Boston alone, there's more than 400 kids waiting to enroll in a Head Start program. Mm -hmm. I actually talked to a mother of two who's in this situation Her name is Erin Abreu, and she has a three-year-old who is enrolled in a Head Start in East Boston. She enrolled her three-year-old back in 2020, but her youngest daughter has been on the wait list for almost a year. Here's what she told me. So it's kind of difficult because right now, like, I have an 11-month-old baby, and I'm trying to enroll her here, but because they're so short staff, it's kind of difficult, like, It affects my life, kind of, because I can't go to work. I have to stay at home with my baby. Yeah, that sounds like Head Start is addressing a huge need when, you know, a parent needs them to be there in order for them to go to work. So tell me about this teacher shortage. Yeah, so as Erin mentioned, the Head Start centers in Massachusetts and nationwide are really struggling to hire enough teachers to fill their classrooms. and. Head Start leaders say the problem is money. They are having difficulty recruiting and retaining teachers because they can't pay them competitive salaries. It's a federally funded program, and Mm -hmm. leaders say that the funding just has not kept up with rising costs. So teachers in Head Start programs, who most of the time have bachelor's degrees, could end up making sometimes twice their salary at a public school. Mm. I spoke with the director of a Head Start agency in the Pioneer Valley in Western Mass. Her name is Anat Weisenfrund, and here's how she explained it to me. The field of early childhood education um, has been chronically neglected and underfunded for decades. And, you know, it's a field that uh, where mostly uh, women work, uh, proportionately a, a large uh, percentage of women of color work, Um, And it is one of the lowest paid professions in the United States, despite the fact that for programs like Head Start, 
um, you really need to have uh, pretty sophisticated qualifications to work with young children. So centers really want to fill these slots with students, but they can't because they don't have enough teachers and they're struggling to find room in their strained budgets to increase teacher salaries. Hmm. Did you talk to any Head Start teachers currently working? Yeah, I spoke to a Head Start teacher in New Bedford. Her name is Patricia Nadu. She is a single mom, and she's actually a former Head Start student herself. So she is really committed to working specifically in a Head Start classroom. But she also said that it was challenging to continue working on her salary. So this is what she told me. I still pretty much uh, live paycheck to paycheck. So it's kind of like that struggle constantly of going, well, I do a good job. I work in a field that's important, but you don't always feel valued. And then you are also struggling to make those ends meet. And you're like, why am I kind of, why am I kind of struggling? Right, right. Now, Emily, I wonder I wonder about the fact that because there's not enough teachers, these Head Start centers have to limit the number of spots they have available for children as parents are looking for spots for their children. Because of these cutbacks, could these centers be at risk of either closing or losing funding or something along those lines? Yeah, that's a great question, Daryl. So Head Start programs receive their funding based on the number of students they say they serve on paper. So if a program is supposed to serve 300 students, this is their funded enrollment. So programs need to be at 97% of their funded enrollment Or, as you said, they might be at risk of losing federal money. And I've heard from agency directors who've said their agency was at risk of losing millions of dollars because they were under-enrolled. But the only reason they're under-enrolled is because they can't staff their classrooms. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. 
Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. And we are back with more from Emily Piper Valillo. Now I wonder what's being done to help these centers. Yeah, so unfortunately, centers have by and large had to help themselves in some way. Um, uh-huh. They're looking at within their budget to make room in any way that they can. And one of the solutions they are finding is to cut their program size, which basically means that they're just reducing the size of their program to permanently serve fewer students. In some cases, that looks like they're closing classrooms. In others, it it means they're shutting down an entire center. And maybe in some other, other places, it's reducing class size. I want to just be clear that no kid who's currently enrolled in a Head Start program is being kicked out of that program. In most cases, the classrooms or centers that are being closed are places where they were already empty due to teacher shortages. Um, Mm -hmm. What's changing now, though, is just that these programs are applying to the federal office of Head Start to officially reduce their enrollment so they can serve fewer kids. So if their application is improved, that means they're going to be able to serve fewer kids but retain the same amount of money. And so with that savings in cost, they can increase teacher pay. But on the flip side, the cost is kids are losing access to these services. Mm, Yeah, yeah, true. And this is a national issue? Yeah, so experts from Head Start say that this is a problem across the country, um, that, that early childhood centers, but Head Start in particular, are struggling with funding and they're struggling to retain teachers and they're struggling with under-enrollment. Okay, so, you know, with it being a national problem, is it a new one? It's not a new issue. Head Start leaders have been saying they've struggled with chronic underfunding and teacher shortage issues for years, but the pandemic has really made things worse. And we're actually lucky in Massachusetts, the state supplements federal funding for Head Start programs with state dollars. But Experts and program leaders say that it's just not enough to make up the gap between the cost of the services. They need to provide these services to all the kids who need it and what they're doing now. Understood. Emily, what does this all mean for Head Start here in the state and for the families that Head Start serves? Yeah, so I think it's worth reiterating that families and children currently enrolled in Head Start programs will not be impacted by this. But for the hundreds of families who are hoping to enroll in Head Start, they may be stuck on wait lists for a little bit longer. Um, And these are the kids who can't otherwise afford these kinds of services, So these are children who qualify because they're in foster care or they lack housing or their family's income is at or below the poverty line. And what's tricky is that kids 
are going to be stuck on wait lists during a really critical time in their development. Research shows that the first five years of life are critical for physical, social, emotional, and cognitive development. So it's not really a time where you want to be stuck not receiving the services that you need and that you qualify for. True. Understood. Well, Emily, thank you so much for coming through to the comment and talking to us about this. I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of parents and caregivers out there who would appreciate this. So thank you. Thanks for having me, Daryl. That's WBUR Education Reporting Fellow Emily Piper Valillo. And that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Common. If you want to get in touch with us, feel free to send us a message on Instagram at WBURTheCommon. You can also email us at thecommon at WBUR.org. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and I will talk to you tomorrow.